0: It's Amy's Table, a girl's guide to living with Amy Tobin on Q102. Pull up a chair and join us.
1: Meathead Goldwyn is the founder of AmazingRibs.com, the hugely popular grilling and barbecue website known for applying the latest scientific research to America's favorite form of cooking. And he's also the author of Meathead, The Science of Great Barbecue and Grilling. And he first began his food and drink career as a soda jerk in his parents' Sarasota restaurant where his father affectionately nicknamed him Meathead. (laughs) And he's joining me today on Amy's Table. Meathead, I have thought so much about you since the last time you were here. You taught me so many things and busted so many food myths for me. I can't wait to hear what you have to say about Thanksgiving turkey.
0: Oh, it's great to be back. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, you know, since we talked last, the book made the New York Times bestseller list. Uh, no doubt, due to your kind uh, <laughs> words.
1: Yes, it's all <laughs> me. You can start sending the royalty checks to me.
0: <laughs>
1: Congratulations. Well, it really is an incredible book. I mean, it's not only great recipes, but there's a lot of technique and just information to help a person be a better cook.
0: Well, I'm flattered you think so. A lot of the ideas in there are designed for the outdoor cook, but they apply just as easily for the indoor cook. Sure, Uh, We're going to talk about turkey today, um, and one of my favorite techniques is to spatchcock or butterfly the turkey to open it up and lay it flat. And you can do it indoors as well as out.
1: And, you know, it's funny. The first time I spatchcocked a chicken in a cooking class, I did it for a local ladies' group, and my cooking school has cameras. And as I am cutting the backbone out of the chicken, and they're hearing it crack and crunch, I swear to you, they all looked at me, and one lady raised her hand and said, Can we do this with boneless, skinless chicken breasts?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It it it, it can be quite a uh, a crackling sound, but
1: you
0: know when you when you have this big ball of turkey, you have this big thermal mass, and heat really doesn't get into the cavity, especially if you stuff it. The the heat takes a long time to penetrate, and you end up overcooking the exterior of the bird, while the heat slowly works its way down towards the rib cage. And if it's stuffed to the center of the stuffing, so you get a really beautiful crispy skin, but the meat just below that skin is often way overcooked and one inch from cardboard. Um, and uh, turkey breasts are probably the most difficult meat in the world, yeah, and, and maybe pork loin.
1: So, so tell me, can you can you, meathead, tell everybody what this would be? Because I know people are going to be curious about this. We've got a whole turkey. Just walk through the technique of spatchcocking it.
0: It's it's pretty simple. Um, it uh, you take a you need a really good pair of kitchen shears. you can do it with a knife or a cleaver, but kitchen shears are my favorite way and you cut out the backbone by cutting alongside the backbone, but don't go right up against the backbone because the ribs ribs there are thicker. you move away from the ribs maybe a half inch or an inch where the ribs are thinner, and you cut the backbone out and when you do that you can lay the bird out flat and you get three real benefits that way. Number one, you can brown the inside of the bird, which you can't normally do if it's a Norman Rockwell bird, Mm a round bird. And brown is beautiful. Brown is flavor. Brown is a chemical reaction that occurs when the proteins and the fats and the reducing sugars in the meat get heated up and they turn brown, and they give you lots of wonderful flavor. So you can now brown what would used to be the cavity of the bird by laying it out flat. Also, you've made the bird thinner, so it cooks faster. It's the thickness of the the food that determines how long it cooks. So the thinner it is, the faster it cooks, and you have less moisture loss. And moisture loss is the problem with turkey breasts. Um, so you can cook faster, less moisture loss, more browning, and it still looks cool. It's still a turkey. Oh, the other thing is, is it's really easy to carve now. The, one slice, both thighs come off. Um, the breasts slide, slide right off. It's so much easier to carve when it's laid out flat like this.
1: Because I think carving the turkey scares people more than cooking it, quite frankly. But I love your idea for doing the turkey this way. I pretty much exclusively do chicken on the grill this way now. But yeah. I'm wondering, in the oven, so a turkey's a, quite a bit bigger than a chicken. Can we spatchcock it and lay it out in, do we put it in a roasting pan, on a sheet pan if it's in the oven? And is it directly on the grill if you do it outside?
0: You, what you do indoors is you just you take your top rack and you oil it so the bird won 't stick and you lay it right on top of the rack now you are making a little extra effort for the cleanup because the bird will dirty that top rack, but it dissolves pretty easy with just a scrubby sponge at the end of the the day um, and you 're going to put a pan not directly under it but one or two shelves below so that the air can circulate under it. When you put a bird in a roasting pan, You prevent the heat from getting on the bottom, and everyone who's listening has had this experience. You lift the turkey out of the roasting pan, and it's beautiful golden brown on top, and underneath, it's tan and soggy and often undercooked. And that's because the roasting pan, the sides, block the heat, and often you have water down in the bottom. The water is 212 degrees at the most. It's usually down around 175, so you're cooking the bird at 325 or more up above the top, but down at the bottom it's closer to 175. It's much slower cooking. So roasting pans are the bane of turkeys. They're the worst thing you can do for a turkey or just about anything. Get the food above the roasting pan where heat can circulate around it all over. You cook both sides evenly at the same pace.
1: That's a great tip. And, you know, the thing is, though, with Thanksgiving, so many people are, we've got our sweet potatoes in the oven, our stuffing in the oven, this, that, and the other thing in the oven. So really, you'd be doing yourself a favor to instead get this turkey out on the grill anyway, wouldn't you?
0: Oh, well, turkey, there's probably no meat that loves smoke more than turkey. As difficult as the breasts are to cook properly... It loves the flavor of smoke. So you take it out on the grill, and you set up the grill in what we call a two-zone system. You have one side that's hot. That's where the charcoal is, or you turn one or two burners on. But you leave the other side off, no charcoal and no heat from the, the gas burners. And the bird goes on the indirect side, away from the direct heat and the heat circulates, and you want to cook it at around 325. Um, almost always lower temperatures cook better. There's less moisture loss. There's, uh, it gives them heat time to move gently to the center of the meat without overcooking the exteriors. Um, but you want to cook it around 325 so you can render fat, from the skin and brown beautifully. I like to cook most things at 225, but poultry you want to get it up a little higher to 325 and you it takes maybe 90 minutes to 2 hours. Um, when you spatchcock it, depending on how big a bird and the thickness of the breast. And the way you know when it's done, and this is so crucial, it's the most important thing that anyone can do when they're cooking meats or uh, even my wife is the baker of the family when you're baking, is use a digital meat thermometer or food thermometer. Um, they, the really good ones cost about 30 bucks. They read precisely in four or five seconds that pop-up thermometer is set to pop at a temperature that is sure to turn your breast to cardboard. Yes, You need a digital thermometer 160 to 165 in the center of the breast, and you've got yourself tender, juicy meat.
1: Oh, my gosh. So many people are going to have a transformational Thanksgiving this year because of this, I'll tell you. So let me ask you another question. You talk about the dryness of the turkey breast, how hard it is to cook it to the point that it's juicy and moist. I love the idea of it being on the grill. What about brining? I'm so worried you're going to burst my bubble on this, but what about brining? How do you feel about that?
0: Well, of all the the, um, spices in your spice rack, one of them is really different. One of them is magic, and that's salt. Salt is two little molecules, sodium and chloride, sodium chloride. And when they get wet, they split up, they get electrically charged, and salt can migrate deep into food, whether it's vegetables or meat. Um, So you want to apply salt to food before cooking. Salt, now you don't have to go too much. I know a lot of people are on salt-conscious diets. You don't have to apply much, too much. The rule of thumb is a half a teaspoon per pound, uh, a half a teaspoon of kosher salt per pound of uh, meat. And uh, uh, you put it on a little thicker in the thick parts and thinner in the thin parts. It's not a lot. Um, and it, what it does is, is it denatures the protein so that it holds moisture better. So salt helps you hold on to moisture and It amplifies flavor without changing it. Garlic, paprika, all the other spices, they alter the flavor, and they're too big. They can't penetrate. They lay on the surface. There's no way they can penetrate over any amount of time, but salt does. So you want to get some salt on there a few hours before or even the day before so that it will help hold moisture and amplify flavor. Um, And you don't have to put it in a giant that fills up the refrigerator, so there's no room for pie. You always have to have room for pie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, meathead, I love speaking to you. Maybe we can talk you to come back, talk about holiday roasts and things. But anytime. Oh, we anytime. love it's this.
0: Always fun talking to somebody who knows food like you. Oh
1: well, thank you. Well, you are the one who really knows it. You're te- you're schooling all of us every time you come on. But you've got to check out the book. It's called Meathead: The Science of Great Barbecue and Grilling. You've also got to. Check out Meathead's website. It's AmazingRibs.com. I'll put a link on Amy-Tobin.com, but spatchcock that turkey, put the gravy ingredients underneath, or or throw your turkey on the grill. This is going to be a very delicious Thanksgiving. Thank you,
0: Meathead. Well, thank you. Always great. Stick around for another helping from Amy's Table on Q102. Q. It's Amy's Table with Amy Tobin. Yeah. Q102. Kristen here reminding you not to do things. What I mean is with same day
1: delivery for everything from gifts to groceries, you only have to do the things you want to do,
0: to not do the other things. Visit shipped.com. That's s h i p t.com.